Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast. Each week, your host, Casey Haston, Director of Recruiting at VIP, will bring you valuable insights from thought leaders, introduce you to incredible companies, and bring you tips for landing your dream job from our team of executive recruiters at VIP. And now, Casey Haston. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the We Are VIP podcast, a podcast devoted to adding value to your client and candidate search. I'm your host, Casey Haston, Executive Recruiter, Director of Recruiting with VIP, and your all-around hiring guru. Today, joining us on the show, I'm so excited because this is kind of the lady I give credit to for getting everything started with me or really just putting that oomph underneath me. Um, Leah Woodford is the CEO of the Smart Femme Media Group, a multimedia marketing and digital company with its own award-winning digital magazine and three shows airing internationally. Leah is passionate about making a difference for women and created her own magazine to bridge the online community with the local community and lead, share, and empower. Leah, my friend, thank you so much for being here today. Wow, Casey, I'm so excited for you. So happy to see your success. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And I know that you and I had had a conversation before the summit, and I swear, the day that I went to Smart Femme Summit and I walked up and saw you, I was like, I wanted to cry. I felt like I'd known you my entire life. And it was such an amazing experience. So thank you for doing that on behalf of all women. Oh, thank you. It is, um, it's a passion. It's a passion. I, we can definitely tell. Um, so I have some questions that our audience is interested in. So I want to okay. just dive right in. So. Um, Let's start with the Smart Fin magazine. It's an incredible magazine. You cover so many topics. Um, but for our audience that's out there that's looking for professional development, what kind of topics do you cover specifically for them? You know, really, if you want if you want to up your game, whether you're working for somebody else or you have your own company, it starts with you. You have to be the very best version of you and the money and the accolades, everything will follow when you become the best version of you. And that's really kind of what I focus on. I love that, I love that. Um, I know that you do all sorts of different topics. Um, what is the correspondence name, your fashion, is it Sheila? Uh, which one? Your fashion correspondent. Oh, Sheila Anderson. Sheila, I love her and I love how she covers these different topics and kind of like, you know, talking about, you know, I like her take on it because she also spoke at the summit that you yes. need to, you know, not only be your best you, but look your best you because that's going to help you feel your best you, right? It does for me. It does for me. And, you know, we are whether we like it or not, we are judged by the way we look and at least look like you've made an effort. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's true in everything. The more you put into something, the more you're gonna look, or the more you're gonna get out of it, you know? Um, but yeah, um, when people come and work for us at the magazine, I've turned people away because they've showed up for an interview and, you know, cut off some flip-flops. Oh my goodness. That is so, so true because, I mean, as you know, we're recruiters and we're constantly um, coaching our candidates. But one of the things that when I first started recruiting, I took for granted was that they knew how to dress and they don't. 
And I had people say they could do their job, but they showed up in jeans, you know, and we're well, and professional. I see that so much more now with the millennials. They kind of started that trend. Um, but I don't I don't want to pigeonhole millennials mm-hmm. because I think that they're absolutely wonderful. I lead a whole team of them and I don't want to stereotype them by any means. But I do believe that it's been, you know, about 15 years and I still believe in dress for success. The better you look, the better you feel, the more productive you are. You know, we were just talking about that, and I didn't mean for this to get off on a whole fashion conversation, but it's so important in business, right? And so we were just talking about that, and um, one of the peop- one of the girls that I work with was saying that, you know, they were allowed to wear yoga pants and, you know, sweats and stuff like that to work, and she said, and after a while, it just kind of gets depressing, you know? And I think that there is something to be said for dressing for success, dress for the role you want, not for the role you're in. Absolutely. And I tell my, I tell my staff dress at least two categories higher. I like it. You know, set a, set a higher standard, be the trendsetter, not the trend follower. (laughs) That's what being, having a personal brand is all about, right? That's it. Being an influencer. Um, Mm -hmm. so I read your book, lead, share and empower, loved it. Um, you know, and you talk in your book about 10 solid strategies for success in life and business. Um, how have these strategies helped you in your career and made you into the successful entrepreneur that you are today? Um, well, you know, I would love to say that I live by them every single day. Um, and I do for the most part. But I found, um, you know my story, you've read my book, you know, um, I was dealing with cancer, disfigurement, divorce, and loss of income all at once. And I think it's important to say that when you were dealing with that disfigurement, weren't you on TV? I was. I was a, I was a media personality. And so I lost my face. The whole right side of my face has been reconstruction, you know, um, multiple five, five surgeries, putting me back together again over 11 months. And, you know, between the healing, the divorce, you know, my husband filed for divorce after the third surgery. I was not in a good place. (laughs) So I'm just going to say, hey, you know, I'm a woman, my face was gone. Um, It meant loss of income. It, It meant loss of me, Casey. It meant loss of me. And I had to figure out who I was. You know, because we, this, this is who, how people judge us. And when it's gone, you have to go deeper and figure out who you really are. That is, maybe that's a journey, not necessarily the cancer. I mean, I'm so glad that you survived that and your face looks great. Kudos to your doctor, you know, or doctors. (laughs) But I, I think that that's something we should take away from what you just said is that we really need to dig deep into that, into who we are, because we are so much more, even though we just talked about dressing for success, I think that's important. But if you're, you're not whole at the core, it's not going to matter how you dress. It's, it's so true. And when you really are centered and you know what your core values are, everything, like I said, initially, the better, the, the more in touch you come with the best version of you 
It just spills out financially. It spills out in your relationships. The best way to build your business is to be the best version of you inside and out. Um, let's start with the inside. And live your values for sure. You have to. You know, I always, when I'm talking to my team, I'm like, you know, and, and you know, I'm very big on relationships and I'm like, build those relationships first. Your candidates and your clients need to trust you. They need to know that you're there for them, not there just to make a dollar. The dollar will follow, but build that trust and you, it'll be 10 times more than if you just go straight for the dollar. It's so true. And you know, and I, I talk about this a lot. You have to build the value up front and you have to invest in the relationship. The money's always going to come on the back end. But if you do what you say you're going to do and really create value for the other person, you will always make money. Absolutely. You know, um, I think you and I have a very common friend in Jerry Acuff, who has also. Oh, isn't he wonderful? Oh, <laughs> I love him. I liked his, I liked your podcast with him too. Big girl shoes, you know, and for yeah, those yeah. of you who don't know Leah, she's about five, two, five, five. <laughs> she is five feet I sit with my shoes. <laughs> she, she has this amazingly big presence. And then you meet her in person and you're like, wow, you have a big personality. But you're teeny tiny. <laughs> So I love that he called it, I, I got it, the big girl shoes. You know, once I met you in person, I was like, that's pretty clever, Jerry, pretty clever. But he talks about that all the time. You know, you lead with value. You build that relationship. Do not look at it like you're just trying to make a quick dollar because if you do that, you're going you're gonna to damage that relationship from the very beginning. And I think, now you, go ahead. I was going to say, have you ever... And I know you've experienced this. We all have where we feel pressured by somebody and we may buy from them, but we resent it because they convinced us yes. versus influencing. There's a difference between influence and convincing someone. Convincing someone is is coercion, really. You're bullying somebody um, and it's it's really short term gain if you gain it all. I think go ahead. I think you know really girls are. <laughs> I know we like to talk. I think that there is nothing more important than the relationship. And the other thing I think a lot of people miss is they're so busy selling. You know, most people are not ready to buy right now. Mm -hmm. So True. build the foundation. 99% of people are not ready to buy. So why not put the infrastructure together, build the value, build the trust. And when they're ready, you're the first person they're going to come to. Uh, you know, I've told this story before, Leah, Leah. I don't know if I've told it to you, but one of my favorite stories is when I was training one of my new recruiters and we were in the conference room and we had everything up on the big screen. We were working in LinkedIn and all of a sudden I get this email from this guy, he was a CFO, and he's like, Casey, I need you to call me right now, I have a job I need you to fill. And this is my new recruiter, been there for a week, and she's like, wow, that's so easy, you just get these jobs dropped in your email like that. And I was like, but what you didn't see is that I met him five years ago, and I've kept in constant contact with him, whether he was a client or a candidate, we flip-flopped throughout the years, and this is the first time he's given me an opportunity to make money off of him. And sometimes it's 
Sometimes it's five days, sometimes it's five years. You know, I used to be a technical recruiter in the semiconductor business, right? You know what? Now that you mentioned that, I remember you telling me that. That's crazy. I used to, I used to recruit. Um, da I know Dallas Semiconductor was one of my clients. Um, but yeah, I did chip designers. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was like way back in Nam, but um, you really learn rapport because you're pounding phones. Yes, you know, and there isn't Facebook. You had to build a relationship on the telephone back then. So I feel so blessed because social media allows you to really kind of fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I always check out people's social media because it gives you a glimpse into who they are as a person. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you brought that up. Remember, we were talking before we came on air that I did several um, news interviews last week. It was all over social media and about how yeah. candidates or job seekers are starting to eliminate some of their um, or go and delete some of their photos. Um, my take on that, you know, a lot of the questions I had is number one, do you think candidates should be deleting those photos? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if there's something on your social media that's going to jeopardize your chance of getting a job, take it down. Is there a chance it'll still come up? Yep. I don't care what you do, how many times you delete it, it's out there on the dark web, right? And then the other question was, do employers have the right to look at your social media? You yes. Put that out there. I believe they do. Yeah, I, I believe they do because they're taking a huge risk on you financially and people often misrepresent themselves. Absolutely. You know, um, and I'm going to give you an example. This was somebody that works for us or worked for us. And, um, you know, you guys have had the shootings in Texas and everything. And all of a sudden, you know, they're going out and posting photos with big guns and everything. And I just said, mm -mm, got to take those off. Yeah. You know, um, and it got very combative, you know, and I just said, you understand there's a mass shooting, you know, this is not appropriate. You know, just showing the gun enthusiast and everything. And it was like right in the thick of, you know, the, uh, the El Paso shooting. And I just said, not, you know. Yeah. Your, you know, your personal brand also affects my company brand. That is so, so true. You know, and that's one of the things that as I'm launching my personal brand, which I launched about a month after the conference, um, you know, I, I realize everything I do points back to my company because I'm, I'm doing more of an executive brand. I'm an entrepreneur rather than an entrepreneur because I build, I'm building a brand within a brand, but I have to be very careful about what I post on social now, too, because I am so far out there, and I think that it will just get more and more. And so I'm, I'm very careful about that. And that's another thing that I was telling the uh, one of the news people, you know, I was like, it's okay to take a stand, but know when to take your stand. And when your job seems no, probably not when you want to air your politics. Nope. And you know what? I would recommend not even doing politics. Oh. You know? I, you know, um, I'm a, I'm an independent. I voted both parties. I'm just going to say I do miss Reagan. <laughs> I miss Reagan. Um, and I don't like any of them right now. <laughs> but um, I just, 
keep your grievances and you know i'm not a paid politician right. i'm i'm here to help people and i really think that um really to change the world you have to be you have to lead by the front you know not pushing from behind but you have to promote yourself in a way that um people want to follow and you have to be a good example you just have to you have to take the moral high ground at all costs every day all day long I, I love this i'm writing down so much of what you're saying i don't want to forget it um so one of the things you mentioned that motivates your team is that you encourage them to find their voice, right? Um, talk to me a little bit more about what that means and how someone that is looking for the next step in their career can take, take put that into action, finding their voice. How does one find their voice? Um, finding your voice it can be a lot of different things. Um, for my team, I encourage them to and I'm just going to be really honest with you, like Stacia was, she came to us and said, I only want to write about fashion. I said, you know, we're a postmodern feminist magazine. You're going to have to learn a little bit about feminism. And she found out she loved it so much. She changed her thesis from, from fashion to feminism. And now she's up in New York, um, assistant editor at Red Book, but writing about feminism. <laughs> That is amazing. I did not know that. When did she move to New York? Oh gosh, it's been a couple of years now. Okay. But I get to be a fairy godmother to these girls with dreams and I take that very seriously. Um, it's the thing that I love more than being on television, interviewing the people. It's watching and mentoring these young women and watching them achieve amazing things and watching the people transform in my Smart Femme Summit. I mean, you transformed after the summit. I mean, that pillar to a butterfly. <laughs> that's the juice that keeps me going. And that's what tells me that I'm on the right track. Oh, for sure. You know, I love that. And that's not something money can buy. You know, um, the money comes when you when you create value. Um, but I learned a really long time ago, I'm good at certain things. I'm not good at everything. And I love to partner with people that are the experts, the rock stars, and I don't have the ego. I don't need to be in front of everything. I don't need to have my hands on everything. I want to support the people that are rock stars and, and that so that my audience, you know, gets the best of everything. You know, I want to talk about, I'm kind of going off script here. I do have some more questions for you, but I want to talk about that summit because that summit, and I think you have to be ready for it. I don't think everybody that walks in there is going to have that transformation, but I was just like right there on the edge. And I mean, that was the push, the nudge I needed, but there were some amazing people there that, you know, Lisa Guerrero was there, Jen DeVore Richter, you know, she used to be the director of marketing for NASA. I mean, we're not talking about fly by night people. We are talking about no. some real heavy hitters that are teaching you, that are right there. You can touch them. You can hug them. So, and, and I understand you've got a lot of the lineup for next year's Smart Fem Summit as well. I do. Oh, I do. Can, 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 can you give us a sneak peek? Um, yes, I will be happy to share. I um, was blessed enough to interview Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. That just gives me chills. And I know. Me too. Yeah. Um and I read that book when I was going through my cancer again, 
because that book was published in 1992 and I was going through all of this in 2010 and I was reading that book over and over and over again. And I just, he signed it for me. I wish so, I had my, my book of yours so I could have a signed <laughs> copy of your book. <laughs> that is so awesome though. Um, what I didn't know is Patty Aubrey has been working with him. She's the president of his company okay. and she's actually the one that pushed and, and got them off the ground. And she's been with him for years and he gave her credit and said, you know, she's the one who really launched the whole chicken soup and she's been with me for years. And I was fortunate enough. I actually had a conversation, a follow-up conversation with her last week. She's going to be speaking and we're going to be doing a joint venture together for women. And I'm super excited because this woman has built multi-million dollar brands for men. And she loved our studio, loved our hangar and the whole summit idea. And we're going to partner together. And I'm super excited. I'm, I'm getting to interview her. She's going to be on our stage. Um, she's going to be in our new magazine. I started another magazine. Um, Jack canceled the next one. Um, but I just, I, it's funny because the summit was kind of a, a side hustle passion. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming a full-time passion now. I just... I love it. And the whole smart them is kind of evolving uh, with the summit because of the people that, you know, I'm, I'm meeting and interviewing. They're, they're just changing the dynamics and the velocity faster, faster than you can imagine. And it's just so fun. Well, wow. is Lisa Guerrero going to be there this year? She's not going to be there this year. She's too busy um, to keynote, didn't she? Uh, well, she's also she's also started a YouTube channel, and she is the lead investigator on. Um, God, I'm I'm Inside I'm Brenda. Inside Edition. Yeah. She'll she'll kill me when she sees the, or hears that. But um, she's a busy girl, and her her YouTube channel she launched it at the summit, and now it's taken off. She is so busy. So, so she's speaking. She's filming like six days a week for Inside Edition and she's doing her own YouTube channel. So, but she said she would come back. Well, she, I <laughs> Just not this her. year. I don't know if, does she, I don't know if her speech is up on YouTube anywhere, her Be, Be Brave speech, but I would highly encourage all women to go find Lisa Guerrero, Be Brave, because that was just amazing, inspiring. I bawled, I'm not gonna lie, and I don't cry easy. So it was definitely one worth taking some time to go listen to. She, one of the things that I love about her and all of our speakers is they're all approachable. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're not these, they're not on a pedestal somewhere you know, you actually have access to them. You tweet or you Instagram Lisa or Facebook or she's going to respond back. And I love that. I emailed her the other day with a potential lead for her. And I mean, she emailed me right back and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give your information to this person. And if it works out, it works out. I mean, I'm not pushing it because you know, it could be, there could be some repercussions there for somebody. And so I'm out. <laughs> I'm sending her to a speaker bureau. I had a meeting today with Chris Widener, who worked with Jim Rohn. Oh, my gosh. Oh my and God. Zig Ziglar. 
And he's a big time speaker and he has a speaker bureau and I'm sending him Lisa's info because he only works with people that are just, you know, well known and right. are really established, but he will book her everywhere. That is so <laughs> Oh, just a FYI, I'm going to give a sneak peek of an upcoming podcast. We have Zig Ziglar's son coming on here, Tom Ziglar. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. So we are actually, believe it or not, running out of time, Leah. So I have one more question I want to ask you, and then I'm going to ask you our three standard questions. But and I'm trying to decide okay. which one I want to ask you. I think I want to ask. Um, so since we're on the conferences, let's talk about that some more just real quick. Um, you, we know these are important. I encourage people to go to these all the time now because, and you know, as one of my goals is I want to attend two conferences a year because it impacted me that greatly, right? What conferences have you attended that you would recommend that people that are on a professional journey or development journey should go to? I'm a huge fan of masterminds. Okay. So, um, we're getting ready to launch one, um, Patty Aubrey, and I'm actually going to have all the information on that, but, um, it's called permission granted and it's for women because that. women, isn't that because we, we do everything for everyone else, but we're the last people we take care of, right. you know, and, and women really need this message. They don't ask for their worth. They don't step up and talk when they should. They, they're the biggest advocates for their children, their husbands, you know, the, their co-workers. Yes. But when it comes to themselves, they just don't do it. So I'm super excited about that. I'm working with Patty on that one. Um, the Smart Femme Summit, I absolutely know in my heart of hearts, it's one of the best. And I created it because it was the conference I wanted to go to that I couldn't find. You know, the, the content is so good that, you know, I'm the, I'm the person that that speaks the very least <laughs> because I've got all these marketers on the stage. And that's exactly what I wanted. Well, and I think I want to point out, too, SmartFem is really geared to those people that are aspiring authors as well. You, you've got a it huge is. component for those aspiring authors and a huge support network for them to tap into. You know, it is. And I work with a lot of CEOs that really want to straddle out of their J-O-B and create the legacy. So writing and speaking allows them to go into the next level. You know, um, they don't want the 50 hour work weeks anymore. They don't want to be on a plane every week. And when they're ready to straddle into, you know, being an entrepreneur, the Smart, Femmes, the Smart Femmes Summit and Smart Femme is just the perfect place for that. Absolutely. All right. I cannot, I told you this was going to fly. I'm just like shocked that I just got the signal that we're almost out of time. But I do want to ask you, we ask all of our thought leaders these three VIP questions. So okay. are you ready? Yes. Okay. If you were chosen to be one of the first colonists on Mars, which three people or things would you take with you? <laughs> oh, you asked me this before. Um, you know, I would take my husband you gotta take because him. he, I got to take him. First of all, um, he's a tech wizard. He can fi fix anything. Um, I would take my Kindle because I love to read, avid reader, um, and my dog. I knew Unconditional love. Unconditional love all the time. 
you're the second dog we've gotten. So <laughs> people love their dogs. Um, and I love this question. I think this is probably my favorite question. What is one thing you do every morning to set your day up for success? Two things. I have two things. Okay. Before I get out of bed, um, I really thank God for everything. I'm so grateful. And I feel that you, I mean, I have a face, I have a life, I have a new husband that I'm nuts about. I get to live the life I want. Um, I, I think attitude of gratitude is everything. And then I feel, because I'm 57, I'm not a spring chicken. I feel that working out really gets my head straight. And I really think that you have to get your body moving. You know, we're in such a sedentary world and it just kind of gives me the energy and the focus and the clarity, um, not only for the rest of the week, but for, you know, whatever I'm working on. I love that. I love that. All right. Last question. Mm -hmm. If your life's work was being summarized in a news article, what would the headline be? Um, there are fairy godmothers. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you know what? At some uh, point, somebody was a fairy godmother to you. And so I love that yes. you're turning that around and being a fairy godmother to others. That is so awesome. Leah, how do people find you, connect with you? What's the best way to get in touch with you? You know, they can hit me up on social media, Leah Woodford, L-E-A, no H, Woodford, Woodford. Um, hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I, I don't do so much, but I have it. <laughs> you know, I'm on all social media, but but check out SmartFem. SmartFemNetwork.com is, you'll get all the information about our new magazine and the summit. I love it. I love it. Leah, thank you so much for being a guest today. You have always, you know, okay, I got to say this. One of the things that I use all the time now, and I totally give you credit for it, is get your ask in gear. Isn't that powerful? My dad used to say that to me when I was a kid. I love it. And so now I'm just like, I'm just going to get my asking gear and I'm just going to ask, you know, so. I'm just going to say, aren't you amazed though? When you ask most of the time you get it. Yeah. It's like, there's nothing to be afraid of. Just go up and ask. The worst they can do is say no. I asked Jack Canfield for an interview and he said, yes. And I interviewed him. <laughs> that is so, and Alice Cooper. Come on. And Alice Cooper. And Erin Brockovich, who I saw again last week. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, Leah, I'm going to wrap this show up, and I just want to say one more thing to you. You are a VIP. Oh, Casey. Thank you, my dear. And that's a wrap for today. Join us next week here on the We Are VIP podcast. We'd love to know how we can help you be a VIP. To find out more, log on to wearevip.com.